Happy Thanksgiving. I uh, hope you guys have some awesome plans uh, for the day. I hope that you have uh, lots of full stomachs. Um, don't try and f- don't fall asleep too quickly. Um, Raiders aren't playing football, so it really doesn't matter a whole bunch to me. Um, but we pray that your day is full of many blessings, and uh, we know that we have a lot to be thankful for. And I, I pray that God recalls to your mind all the things that you can be thankful for uh, today. But one of the challenges of Thanksgiving, even if we do have a lot to be thankful for, and anyone who's uh, raised any kids or tried to be a teacher or or in any way, shape, or form trying to teach children this, know that this is true, is that we can make ourselves say thank you. We can definitely force ourselves for those words to come out, but we can't necessarily always make ourselves feel thankful, right? There's a very big difference between those two things of actually saying and feeling. And and thanksgiving and gratitude at the end of the day is ultimately a response to something. It's a natural response to something that we have been given, a good gift. Um, And so we can't just make it happen out of thin air, but, this is our encouragement this morning, is that we can put ourselves in a position where gratitude and thanksgiving is likely to happen. And there's a story in the Old Testament uh, in 2 Kings 6 that shows us and really helps us understand how it is that we can put ourselves in positions for gratitude, for thankfulness. And that lesson comes from Elisha the prophet. Um, Elisha the prophet, when he was a prophet during these days, it was really hard times for God's people. Um, The kings were unfaithful, unruly. He was constantly having to keep them in check. Um, Elisha himself was being attacked by other nations' armies over and over again. Um, The different nations knew that uh, Elisha spoke for God. He was his mouthpiece, and they despised him for it and wanted to have him destroyed. Uh, and so what's happening in 2 Kings 6 specifically is that the king of Aram, he has been trying to attack Israel over and over and over again. But what keeps happening, they know when the attack's going to come and they're able to avoid it over and over again, so much so that the king of Aram gets to a point where he's like, you know what, I've got a traitor among us. There's no way he can keep knowing when we're going to attack. Who is it? Which one of you is selling me out? And he asks all of his officers. He asks his entire army. And then one person speaks up. None of us, my lord, the king, said one of his officers. But Elisha, the prophet, who is in Israel, tells the king of Israel the very words that you speak in your bedroom. And so the king says, all right, sounds good. Go find him. And he tells his officers to go find uh, Elisha, and they find him in Dothan, and he sends a great army. It says that he sent horses and chariots and a strong force there, and they went by night, and they surrounded the city. Uh, So I want you to imagine um, being Elisha's intern or just servant. You know, you're doing some fun work as an intern of the prophet of the Lord. You wake up, and you're going to go have your morning coffee maybe to pray, and as you look over the horizon, the first thing you see is soldiers far as the eye can see, and if you can even see in this picture, they keep going down that path. Chariots, horses, weapons, and you drop your mug, and like, oh, we're in big trouble. And you can imagine the servant ran to Elisha, and probably was very upset at first because Elisha was probably looking at the same thing, just with a very big smile on his face. He said, what are you doing? Do you not see what's going on? This is it. We need to get prepared. We, we, are, we are going to be destroyed. Let's, let's do something. Move to action. Get that smile off your face. And Elisha just calmly says, why, why are you worried? Can't you see those who are with us are more than those who are with them? 
And you got to imagine that the servant in this moment was like, okay, now we're in big trouble because now he's lost his mind. Um, there's me, there's Elisha, um, we might have some aid coming, I don't know, and even if everyone in the entire town comes to our aid, we won't even have half of, there's thousands and thousands of soldiers, chariots, horses, weapons, they clearly do not teach math or just basic deducing skills in prophet school, but we are in big, big trouble. What is it that you're seeing that I am not? Right, and, and, and this is, the question then when we're asking this, it's really hard for us to, to feel thankful or to feel um, grateful um, because sometimes this is all we can see. But it comes to our key verse, Elisha, uh, he prays, open his eyes, Lord, so that he may see. Open his eyes so that he may see. And then the Lord opened the servant's eyes and he looked and he saw the hills full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I want you to hold that thought and that picture for just a moment, okay? Um, that whole opening his eyes. Uh, but let's finish the story. Because what happens is right after this moment, um, God secures victory uh, by striking Elisha's enemies with blindness. He, he brings them to Samaria. And upon getting there, the king says, you know what? Let's kill all these captured soldiers. They were our enemies. But Elisha actually saves the captured soldiers from being killed. And so fitting for Thanksgiving. Rather than, he says, no, 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 don't kill them. Let, let, let's have a Thanksgiving meal. Right? Don't, don't put them to the sword. Rather, set food and water before them so that they may eat and drink and then go back to their master. So he prepared a great feast for them. And after they'd finished eating and drinking, he sent them away and they returned to their master. And uh, at that point, the king of Aram stopped attacking and there all was well. But I want to go back to the key verse I mentioned where Elisha prays, open his eyes, Lord, so that he may see. I want to suggest this morning that this, is, this prayer is our key for thanksgiving. It's our key for putting ourselves in a space where we can be thankful and grateful. It's our invitation, not only this morning, but every day and every prayer, to start by saying, Lord, open my eyes so that I may see. Open my eyes, Lord, so that I can see you at work, that I can see the gifts that you have given me. Open my eyes so I can see your goodness. Open my eyes so that I can be in a position to be thankful and grateful because when we can see, it goes from just saying and actually feeling. We can feel thankful and grateful. But you see, what happens to most of us truly all the time is this. And it's Thanksgiving, so all of us get a, a, a reprieve from work for a second or whatever our responsibilities are. It doesn't mean the day is going to be easy by any stretch, and we know that. But we get so bogged down, we get so busy with what's going around us all the time that sometimes we forget to stop and just take notice of where God is moving, right? Because we have our jobs and everything that comes along with that. We, we, we have financial responsibilities that have to be met. Right? And, and, and there's responsibilities at work every single day, and sometimes it feels like, you know, even if I were to work 25 hours, I'm still not going to get it done. And, and, and what's it going to look like in the next year, the next two years? And, and again, finances, have we, do we have enough? Um, do we have enough to even make it to this month? Are we going to be able to provide for our family? Are we going to be able to, to have the lifestyle that it is that we have dreamed about? Because um, sometimes health gets in the way. Right? We've seen, we see that all the time, whether it's mental health, depression, anxiety, where we just can't get out of bed, let alone think about where God is moving. 
There, there, there's, whether we get a diagnosis, we're afraid of one, or we're just struggling with our own mortality and our fragility in a broken world. We've got family, especially during the holidays. That's so easy, right? Um, not a single ounce of drama, no, no, no emotions that get brought up there, but there's so many, so many responsibilities and so many people to consider, and all that, of course, is just relationships everywhere, in our job, with our help, with our finances. It can sometimes feel like when we're just in the rigmarole, when we're just going through the motions, it can honestly feel a lot of the times like, I am just surrounded. I'm overwhelmed, and I can't, <laughs> can't take it anymore. And when we get, again, to this spot, it's really close to impossible to actually feel thankful or grateful for anything, especially when we convince ourselves that we're the ones kind of holding all these things up and juggling them well. But today, what God ultimately invites us to is to slow down and to look, to count our many blessings, to see what we so often miss. But that starts with saying, Lord, open my eyes so that I may see. Like Elijah's servant, our invitation is to let God open our eyes for us to be silent and still, to take a moment, take it all in, and see the bigger picture of God at work. To see that in the middle of all the chaos, God has indeed blessed us with blessings every hour of every day. The challenge is, 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 is will we see it? Will we see it? And have we positioned ourselves correctly to know that the battle in any part of our lives is not ours, but it is God's. And if God is for us, who can be against us? And so much of feeling thankful and grateful in a world where so much is so difficult all the time is thinking about just the simplicity, right? What is it that God promises us? Daily bread, the, the small things that we need to go day by day. And I think kids are one of those ways that we kind of regain that simplicity or reclaim it. Um, I'll never forget years ago when we were doing a Bible study in Romans, uh, John Koopmans and I, we were talking back and forth about Romans and uh, John made the comment, yeah, you know, it's interesting because God on one end seems to be someone who wants to just destroy us all the time, but then he wants to save us. And then Kathy Dalma then just very gently and humbly said, you guys don't have kids yet. Because if you did, you'd understand that heartbeat so much. And I think so often God gives us those relationships so we can see his heart, even if it's just a glimpse. Oh, this is what it must be like to deal with me all the time. And I think, <laughs> truly, I think kids are one of those things that humbles us to go, this is, yeah, this is what I need to be thankful for. This is, yeah, look how much joy comes with this. In a broken world full of busyness, of division of failure and frustration and chaos, have we positioned ourselves to be thankful and grateful for chicken, <laughs> for unicorns, for the authors of books, right? Because we see the joy it brings others. Have we stopped for a second and say, you know what, I'm thankful for the smile on my child's face, my spouses, my friends, the goodness of that first sip of your morning cup of coffee, Right? The, the sunset that reminds us of God's faithfulness, a car that runs, a, a roof and walls and clothes to keep us warm, um, daily bread, right? God's presence in the midst of very difficult situations. Even if we see the whole world crumbling before us, have we positioned ourselves enough to remember that no matter how bad, no matter how hopeless and confusing or defeating the world in our lives may be, Jesus has said, one day I'm going to come back and make all of it new. 
And it's gonna, even those things that annoy you, even those things that steal your thankfulness and your gratitude, I'm gonna redeem those too, and it's gonna be better than you can ever possibly imagine. Elizabeth uh, Barrett Browning once wrote a poem that contained these lines, Earth's crammed with heaven and every common bush a fire with God, but only he who sees takes off his shoes. Referencing Moses, the, the rest sit around and pluck blackberries. And uh, too often I think I sit around and I pick blackberries when God is nearby, when God is at work. Um, God has given each of us good gifts, and it's not to say that life isn't difficult, that it doesn't have its challenges, but God's goodness is with us wherever we go, and he is in, he is in movement, he is in action wherever we go. And the question is, is, is will we see it? Right? Will, will we position ourselves to be able to open our eyes, to be able to see where God is moving. Uh, 21 days ago before this service, um, Ron actually challenged me uh, to pray this prayer every morning, um, to say each day, open my eyes, Lord, so that I may see. Um, and he said, and I just want you to share like, what, what, how, what that was like. And uh, I have done that. And I'll tell you what, it's been such a humbling, um, such a life-giving experience because being able to see God moving, moving in different ways. And the primary reason is because it, by offering this prayer every day in this perspective, it's helped me to think past myself, past my perspective, past my preferences, right? Um, I've, I've, it's helped me put me in a position where I can be more aware of the things that God wants me to notice, to be thankful and gracious or gra- uh, grateful for. Uh, it's helped me to see God's goodness in even the most difficult of situations. And so just a couple of things I want to share is testimony of thanksgiving for Ron giving me this challenge, because um, I'm going to give the same to you, right? Uh, first is I'm thankful that uh, I didn't have to work as much as I usually do this week because Ron wrote this sermon for me. Uh, you really did. So thank you, Ron. I really appreciate it. Um, so I'm thankful that I get to stand up here and say, guess what? I didn't even do this, and my work was a little bit easier this week, and I got to spend more time with my family. So I'm thankful for Ron. Um, I'm thankful for my Kaya's defiance and utter lack of regard for her mother and I's sleep and well-being at times. Um, because, you know... <laughs> We didn't wait for Kaya for nine months. We waited for years. And uh, it was a long, long journey full of a lot of valleys. 90 pounds for Eric on, 90 pounds gone. Um, But yeah, there were days where we wondered, are we even going to be able to get to see a little one? And uh, the day she was born, it's like all those years of pain just became the driving force of just unbelievable love. And when she gets out of bed... Even though we tell her the night before, don't do this, do this. Gets out of bed an hour and a half early without giving us any heads up whatsoever when I was really hoping to sleep in. I'm thankful for that loss of sleep. I'm thankful for that loss of sleep. Because God is showing me his faithfulness even in that moment. Because there were days where I thought, you're not faithful to your promises. I'm thankful for Leighton's... Oh, man. Leighton is an absolute menace. I'm telling you that right now. Just this last week, she went by her sister, took her by the, the waist, looked at me and smiled, and just suplexed her. I'm dead, and just took her straight down. And I just went, what are you doing? And then, you know, as we're just going about our day, I'm not even going to try and uh, imitate it, but just the loudest shriek you can possibly hear. And then you look at her, and it's just, <laughs> nothing's wrong, you just wanted attention. 
I'm thankful for those screams. I'm thankful for those suplexes because June 29th, 2021, at 3.30 in the morning, there was a moment when I saw my daughter 11 weeks early looking like a lobster taking every ounce of strength from the muscles in her body and every ounce of will to live to just breathe, to be put into an ambulance, to be driven an hour away from us. We didn't get to hold her. And there was a moment where I remember driving to Orlando going, am I going to get to hear my daughter's voice? Am I ever going to get to see her walk? Am I going to get to see her do anything? Am I going to get to meet her other than those like 30 seconds I got to see her? I am thankful when she screams her head off for attention, and I'm thankful when she throws her sister to the ground, even if it is very, very annoying at the time, because you know what? That is God reminding me, I've got this. I've got you. I'm thankful for my wife, for the way that her, that she, you guys, I know I look big. Anyone who knows me knows I'm a total wimp, and God knows exactly what he was doing by having Jamie stay there and me stay here, because she is 10 times stronger than I am, and I'm thankful for the way that she uh, survived that, and it was inspiring, sustaining to me. I'm, thank- I'm thankful for all the gift cards that all of you gave us. I'm thankful for all the prayers. I'm thankful for the ways that people showed up to sp- uh, mega sports camp, even if they were just saying yes because they felt bad for me. I, 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 I'm thankful for all of those small things because they point to a bigger reality and that God is constantly blessing us. I'm thankful. And so those ones are easy, right? Those ones are easy for me, like my kids, Maybe you don't have kids, but this is one way. Uh, last week, I'm thankful for a prison inmate that I got to go see in Kent County Jail named Rob. I don't know if you've ever been in prison, whether you're there with handcuffs or not, um, or jail, but it's really depressing. It is not fun to be in at all. There is a heaviness, a darkness that is unmistakable, even if you know you're not going to have handcuffs on. And so about a month ago, I tried to visit him, and uh, my visit got canceled like five minutes before I showed up. And then this next time I came, busy week, we're all busy, and I, I get it, but I was so frustrated because of the 30 minutes. They took him in 25 minutes late, and I just remember sitting there like just thinking about myself, right? Like, oh, this place is so depressing. I'm so down. This is going to ruin my day. Oh, well, like, I didn't, this is only going to be five minutes. This is a waste of my time. I'm going to have to come back and do it again. In the middle of me saying that, this man walked up to me and the smile that he had on his face to just have human connection. I I literally had to ask him like three times, you okay? Yeah, I'm great. Life's good. I literally said, you sure? (laughs) Yeah, things are awesome. I mean, and, and where I say, Lord, open my eyes so I may see where you're at work. It would have been so easy for me to just walk out of that jail and be like, gosh, that was a waste of my time. I'm not doing this again. This is blah, blah, blah. Lord, open my eyes so that I may see. When I left, I saw how much his smile and his joy infected me and made me just totally change my mood. Thought, God, what a gift, because if he's going to take that joy into the place that needs it the most, that is a huge gift. I am thankful for that. I am thankful for the smile on an inmate's face, even though he's about to go into surgery because he had a cast on for some dumb stuff that he did. I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful for that prison inmate because he brought me hope, he brought me joy, and I know he brought others joy that day. If we dare to open our eyes, we might see so much more than we ever anticipated. We might see God moving in the spaces we didn't recognize him before. Uh, We might just position ourselves for a greater capacity 
uh, to be thankful and grateful. Uh, so I want to give you the same challenge as well. Okay, for the next 21 days, um, I want you uh, to, to ask yourselves one thing every morning. Ask God to open your eyes so that you can see. And we'll help you. Did you guys see those things you came in when you came, or those things on your chair? There's a good pr- a prompt. Here, can you throw me one real quick? I left one on my, thank you. Appreciate it. There's like three there, so I don't feel bad stealing this one. Um, so we have these bookmarks of gratitude prompts and then these thank you cards. All right. So what we want you to do is for the next 21 days, start by saying, Lord, open my eyes so that I can see where you're, where you're moving, where you're calling me. And for no other reason than to put yourself in a position, right? To put yourself in a position to be thankful for God. I mean, if you look at these prompts, so many on there are just small, basic questions. But man, if you just give it five minutes of thinking, I'm sure that there are, are, there's going to be so many things that come to mind. If you know, yeah, this is why I'm thankful. Share it on social media. Just send me a text. I could always use the encouragement, but just position yourselves to be thankful for God. But additionally, put yourself in a position to be thankful for others. And rather than trying to make a guess, just go to number three on there, right? Here's, here's your homework this week if you're so inclined to. What friends are you most grateful for having and how do they spur you to be more like Jesus? Write that on this card. Send it to that person. Give it to them and encourage them because these two things are so in line with what we've talked about the last couple of weeks in our sermons. Let's grow our capacity to love God and others by truly loving God, by reflecting on how thankful we are for the good gifts that he has given us, and by telling him how thankful we are for the small and the big blessings, and then let's put ourselves in a position to love others by telling them how thankful we are for them. And guess what? We already bought you the card. We'll even, put, we'll even send it in the postage. I'm sorry, Mary, if I'm not allowed to promise that, but we'll even send it for you. But just if there's any way you can love God and love others, I know that it will position us in a place to be more thankful and grateful because when it's not all about us, that's when we can see how, how big, how great, and how loving God really is. So for the next 21 days, I want to challenge you. Open my eyes, Lord, so that I may see. Open my eyes, Lord, so that I may see. And then keep your eyes open. See God's gifts, even in the areas you may not have thought they would be, and give thanks. Give thanks to God. Give thanks to one another. That's what it's all about. We can't make ourselves, we can always make ourselves say thank you, but we cannot always feel it. But the way we do it is by drawing closer to God and all the good gifts he's given to us. Let's pray. Father, uh, we know that every good and perfect gift comes from you and from you alone. God, we uh, may convince ourselves Uh, from time to time, that we are the source of um, the things that we can be thankful for. God, and sometimes it's even why Thanksgiving can be a difficult time, because we we do feel like these are things we have accomplished on our own, and God, if the the proper thankfulness or gratitude is not there, uh, God, we can turn in on ourselves. But Lord, especially today, um, just because it's Thanksgiving, Lord, if if that's the, 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 the cornerstone we need to have, but God, today, just really impress upon our hearts how much you have given us. God, what do we have that we have not received? God, would we remember that as we sit around tables? Would we remember that as we worship? Would we remember that, Lord, as we go about our daily lives, knowing that, God, we, we see chariots, we see 
uh, human uh, weapons. We see horses, God, that look to destroy us, but God, you see such a greater army of heaven surrounding all of that. Lord, to where we can just say, why are you even worried? Why am I worried? God, there, there is more of you, God, to be for us than anything that can possibly be against us. So God, remind us of that and put us in positions to be thankful and grateful for you and for one another. God, for your glory and for your kingdom's sake. In your name we pray. Amen.